Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more, all covered now on Life Planning 101. Welcome into Life Planning 101 on this beautiful Monday morning. We're here as usual, Angela Kennedy Robinson. Angela, the weather's been outstanding. It is beautiful, and I tell you, I'm so happy to be wearing long sleeves. It's jacket weather. It's perfect. Yeah, I, uh, even, it is beautiful. I, even though it's going to be in the 80s some this week, it's just that fall, fall air is feeling. there. Yes, it's it is. There, so. Oh, it's so exciting. So, Except for that football game we had 9 a.m. Uh, Saturday morning. A little chilly. A little chilly for little guys, right? Yeah, so the yeah. kid, the kids didn't care. The parents nice. on the other hand, <laughs> <laughs> we were the ones freezing our rear off, right? right? So, but uh, it's very good, and and we have a great show today. Actually, it's kind of a twist on things. So I had this conference about a month ago that I went to, and um, there was a speaker up there, and he was talking about retirees not spending enough in retirement. Not spending enough, right? They spend some more. Yeah. And I thought, well, where is all this coming from? And, you know, it takes me back to that uh, old joke about, you know, I've crunched the numbers on your retirement account and it's time to figure out who's going to be wearing the mask and who's going to be driving the getaway car. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess that's not true anymore. And, you know, and I didn't. I, uh, I, it really took me back by surprise, but as he started going through his presentation, I was like, oh, I get, oh, yeah, oh, because the light bulb was turning on because I could see these behaviors and what was actually happening. And I thought, you know, our listeners need to know about this. They need to hear this because we have really one of two retirees. We don't have retirees that retire and they live life to the fullest and we don't worry about them running out of money or we have retirees that don't spend enough and there's not that happy medium and why why are why do we have a society like that today and what's going on and unbeknownst to us what we do as a firm and how we do it how we have our what we call the kfs income plan and we set it up we're solving that conundrum for people so they can live life to the fullest, right? Right. And, you know, that's what it was so cool is like hearing this is like, wow, you know, I've never thought about this flip side of the coin because what's the number one fear out there? You Google it for retirees. Running out of money. Running out of money. How ironic is that? The question is, are we actually spending money in retirement? And so I, I want to throw some statistics that he gave um, out here. And by the way, I've got, I've got a quote where these come from, obviously, So as I ruffle through papers here. So this is on data collected by the 2016 New York Live and Ipsos survey. And then there is obviously from his presentation, which his name is Brendan Connerton with Crump Life Insurance Services. And the question was, are you spending enough in retirement? And then there's some also some information from Employee Benefit Research and Institute on the 2017 Retirement Confidence Survey. So there's going to be a lot of numbers thrown out here. But the biggest thing that came to mind and what I saw was that 50% of retirees are actually saving money. Half. Half. Are still saving. Saving. 
But he, it doesn't make sense, does it? They're worried about running out of money, which I guess it really does make sense if you really think about it. So and they're a lot of them go back to work even saving money to save more money. Yes, this is true, right? And get this: so there's fifty percent, another twenty-seven percent. So now we're over three quarters, right? Are only spending their income that's coming in. They're not drawing down on their principal. They're actually just spending their income. So think about it. If those numbers are actually accurate, that leaves less than a quarter of retirees that are actually touching their lifetime savings. So you spent all those years working, and now what are you doing with it? (laughs) You're scared to let go of it. You're scared to let go of it, right? And, you know, this was what's so interesting, like what you just said. So you were talking about people going back to work. Okay. So the 2000, that 2017 confidence survey found that retirees are so hesitant to dip into their retirement nest eggs that they would rather adjust their budget, go back to work. (laughs) There it is. Go into debt. They'd rather borrow money than spend their own money. Right. Spend less or just do without. Almost 75% of the time. That's just crazy. That is crazy. It is really crazy. I mean, if you really think about the logic behind that, is there much? No. <laughs> there isn't. So you can see why I thought, we've got to talk about this. <laughs> this, is, this is just crazy. And, you know, I think sometimes... Um, isn't it true? Like you look for permission to do things in life, right? Um, <laughs> you probably ask Kay for permission all the time. All You're the time. sitting there shaking your head. Oh yeah, I look for permission. <laughs> How often does she actually give it to you, Terry? That's the question. That's the question. <laughs> That's the question. But you know, we all look for permission, right? Right. And so, what I want to do in this show is, I not only want to give you tools to help you overcome whatever is holding you back from living the retirement that you worked your entire life for. And let's talk about that. But I also want to give you permission to live it. We need to address some fears. Yes, we do. So that's it right here on Life Planning 101. When we come back, why are you not spending enough in retirement? Segment two, Life Planning 101. Angela has some great information and, uh, I mean, some really, really good information for our retirees or soon-to-be Exactly. Are you spending enough in retirement? You know, is that a question that you even ask yourself? Um, you know, and like I said, the, you know, the most Googled thing out there, the most Googled fear, like if you look at it for retirees, it doesn't matter what you pull up, what statistic, it is running out of money, not having income. And our minds are so powerful. So, you know, like I said, I thought this was such a, invaluable information to share. And I, um, I wanted to, I wanted people to really think about why they think this way. Okay. Because you do save your, your entire life. And I, and you know, and I think, um, the fear of the unknown, you know, we were talking about that in the break, how, how powerful that yes. is. Right. And how scary that is. And, you know, people often refuse to plan or to get something in place that, gives them confidence. I don't know why they do it. You know, I think we have a lot of do-it-yourselfers. I think there's a lot of people out there that don't know what they don't know. I think there's people out there that don't think there's another way or think, you know, they've 
they can obviously do as good as anybody. And, you know, they end up fearing themselves into a situation that isn't true at all and isn't accurate. And I think that's a big part of it. But there's also factors because there are people that have financial advisors. I mean, we run across them every day. We had a couple, this was about a year ago, that came to us. They were so scared to death they were going to run out of money. And when we put together their plan, you know, we always talk about the three buckets, right? We right. have the consumption bucket that we want to, the lifestyle, we want to stuff it, overstuff it, make sure there's plenty of money in it so they can live to the, you know, most that they can live. Then we have that contingency bucket, that what if bucket that takes care of those needs and what ifs if something bad were to happen with that lifestyle bucket. You have a long-term care event, a premature death, a, you know, fire, heaven forbid, or whatever those are, right? And then you have that legacy bucket. And that's for that, even if it's $1 right. that's left over for someone or something else. Well, we ended up spending more time on their legacy bucket with them than we did their first two buckets because there was plenty of money there. And they were feared to death of the situation that they were going to run out of money. And they'd been working with an advisor for almost 20 years. Wow. Now, why is that? What was going on in their mind? And so, you know, we look back and, and uh, we've talked about some investor psychology in the past, right? These, sure. This behavioral economics. And when it comes to your own money, there's a lot of this. And so I want to go through five of these because these are really applicable to what we're talking about. Are you spending enough in retirement? And the first is something we kind of already touched on. It's called loss aversion. Okay. People would prefer to avoid any loss over the possibility of a potential game of the same value. Remember that deal or no deal? Yeah. TV show, right? And you'd always be shocked about, oh my gosh, I can't believe they didn't go for it. Right. Right. But if you put yourself in those same sh shoes in retirement, Think about it. What yeah. would you What would you be willing to do What's or not the old do? Saying a, a, a bird in hands better than a yeah <laughs> yeah I don't even know that like, don't even get me you know how I mess up saying so it's not even <laughs> worth it right um, but they consider people with loss aversion taking control of their mind actually consider withdrawals from their portfolio a loss okay it's a loss to them. So they would rather go back to work, borrow money, spend less, you know, have less of a retirement than touch this massive nest egg that they've spent years and years and years building. Right. Yeah. That loss aversion. Very to powerful. To family or to something or somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What about number two? It's familiarity bias. Okay. So Terry, I imagine you grew up in a good home. You were always told with your money to never spend more than you have. Than you have. Than you had come in, right? Right. Okay. So familiarity bias. All these people, you've got the, the, you know, baby boomers and the silent generation that are obviously retired, right? And they were told their whole life never to spend more than what comes in. Now you retire and we say, spend it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not coming in. It's not coming in. I can't spend it, right? So this is, I mean, why would they change now, right? right? So you have this attribute that's actually affecting some people, right? I can't, I can't do that. It's against my grain. It's against every grain in my body to do that. In fact, I need to be saving, right? That's probably why we have 50% of retirees saving, saving right money. now, okay? What about the endowment effect? I find this one really interesting. This is an effect that people actually overvalue what they have. 
and they're not using or are not willing to use it for what it's intended. Uh, we see this a lot. Like if people own actual physical gold and silver, right? Okay, so for whatever reason, they think it's worth more than what it actually is worth. It's only worth what you can get for it. It's only worth what you can get for it. If you have an artifact in your family, like a, I have a, I have my great-grandmother's ring, okay? Obviously, I would never sell that ring, right? It's priceless. So right. I overvalue that ring. Well, are you doing that with your entire nest egg? You worked really, really hard to get it. You're emotionally attached to it, right? Yes. So are you overvaluing that? Is it something that's actually not worth as much as you think it's worth, right? And this endowment effect is powerful on people, right? Um, there is the saying, though, you can't take it with you. Just remember that. Uh, declinism. Okay, so this is something I, you know, I hadn't seen as much of this uh, in recent years. I think it's just because, number one, we live in Texas. We work with farmers and ranchers. Number two, in the political environment that we're in. And number two, you know, we, 08 and 09 uh, was a massive, the last massive bear market that we had. Well, that was a decade ago. Right. And so you don't see this as much, but these are, this is really kind of that theory that the good old days are gone, right? Things aren't what they once were, right? And they're never going to be that good again. again. We can't get that again. In fact, uh, it's interesting, even people in our industry, Aaron Prince is still every month from different researchers and their optimism about uh, what the stock performance is going to look like over the next five to 10 years. And, you know, it varies drastically. Uh, some people may say stocks aren't going to do any better than 5%, even though historically they've always done eight to 12, yeah. right? Okay. Uh, some people say, well, they're going to go off the charts, you know, over the next five years. And it's just interesting to see this, but you can see the people with declinism because month after month it's negative it's never gonna be as good as it once was and they've been doing that for over a decade the glass is half empty the glass is half empty right it's never gonna be as good as it once was it reminds me of a, a little lady that went to the uh had breakfast one morning and the cafe you know she's at and she can order this breakfast with two eggs and bacon and toast for two dollars and 85 cents and she says, I really just want the bacon and toast is what she tells the waitress. She says, well, that's going to be uh, $3.15. And she says, well, why is that more money than with the eggs? And she says, because you're ordering it a la carte. And she said, okay, well, I guess I'll have the eggs. And she says, well, how do you want them cooked? She says, just leave them in the shell. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, sometimes... I think that as we go along in life, right, we think, and we get this way, I get this way, I get I get so frustrated with uh, what I call linearism, right? People right. are, the linear thinking out there is just like, ah, it drives me insane. So, you know, but that is, that is so real today. It's so real. That is a real story. I could actually go to a restaurant and see that happening where you're talking to a linear waitress that just doesn't get it, right? right? She's not going to get it at all. But, you know, and, and of course, we think think as we get older our wisdom outsmarts that right and so we don't think there's any better future 
we see young people and they frustrate us so we don't think there's any better future this is true this is real um so you have to ask yourself are you are you subject to that are you doing that right and then number five is the mental accounting okay we've talked about this on the show before where you actually um create buckets and you have a bucket for everything we're working with a gentleman right now been highly successful his entire life but his mental accounting is like oh my goodness gracious and so we started putting stuff together and we could give him about thirty thousand dollars more of income a year he's still gonna have the same legacy left behind still has the same contingency plan but because it's not mental accounting and puts everything in one place it gives him thirty thousand dollars more of income a year that's powerful. Powerful. Right? And that's money to go spend and have fun, right? That's powerful. But we we look at things into their buckets and we have missed opportunities. And ultimately, it does give people that lower income. So it may not even be these psychological things. It may just be more something of how you've always managed your money, right? But I will go back to this. Our minds are so powerful. They're so powerful. And we are emotionally attached to our own dollars. I am emotionally attached to my own dollars. And you have to be willing to say that, number one, to be able to start fixing a potential problem that might be there, right? And number two, you got to have a process in place. And that's what we're going to talk about on Life Planning 101 when we come back. Final segment, Life Planning 101, Angela. Yes, and we are talking about are you spending enough? retirement and you know we went through some pretty hot and heavy uh, reasons why you might not be and you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say it's real and you know you might even be humble enough to say yeah that's me but I think there's some out there saying Ugh, they're, yeah they're talking to me that's exactly right but I still not gonna do anything because I can't do it. I just can't do it, right? And I'm you're cringing. You're, you're cringing about this whole deal. And, you know, I didn't know anyone liked their kids that much just to give their entire nest egg to their kids. Maybe their grandkids. Yeah. But usually they're second line. And I do a lot of estate planning. So, yeah. Um, so <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. But, you know, so you can't bring yourself to spend more money. Why, why can't you bring yourself to spend more money? Well, I don't know what it is inside of you. It's just been that way forever, right? But what if you learn new information? What if you could have your cake and eat it too, so to speak, right? You could be comfortable with the things that are making you uncomfortable. If it's having something left behind for your kids, because I do know for some people, that's it. I want my kids, I want them, you know, they'll tell me I want them to have two million bucks a piece. And we're going to live how we need to live to accomplish that. Well, we tell them, we still want you to live really good because if you are miserable, it's going to make your family miserable. That's not worth it, right? So, you know, we got to take care of that lifestyle bucket. We got to put on your oxygen mask, number one. We got to fix that contingency bucket, that what if bucket, and make sure that it's filled up, number two. And then we can work on that legacy bucket. You know, for some people, and we talked about this during their first break, they're so scared of the contingencies in life, the what ifs that may or may not ever happen, but they just want to make sure that that money is there right. for that time that they just can't let go of it. 
And, you know, there's some people that they don't even realize that they're retirement age. I think that's a lot of baby boomers today. And they're watching their parents living longer and longer. And they're thinking, geez, if they live that long, how long am I going to live? Am I going to have enough money? Is it going to be there, right? That Which goes back to the number one concern we have in retirement. Well, there's a great quote that I love by a gentleman named Abraham Maslow. He's a author of a book called Toward a Psychology of a Being. Okay, so he does a lot of this stuff we've been talking about. And he says, I suppose it is tempting if the only tool you have is a hammer to treat everything as if it's a nail. (laughs) Okay, so I want you to really think about that. You got a a hammer. That's the only tool you have. So what are you going to do with your life? Beat on things. Beat on things, right? (laughs) Beat yourself into the ground. Beat on things. Beat yourself up. Yeah, beat yourself up. You know, and most retirees just have that one tool. After all, what have you spent your entire life doing? Saving. Saving. Has it been managing your money? Has it been figuring out how to take care of those three buckets and maximize them? Is it figuring out how to be able to invest that money wisely with the crazy political environment we're in today? You know, my guess is not. It's the same way that, you know, if you go to the doctor, you go to the doctor, and why do you do that? To get better. To get better. Why can't you do it on your own? Why can't you just Google it? <laughs> A lot of people try that. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of, you're, you're laughing because it is very true. Um, and, and you know the outcomes of that. So, you know. And the same thing with investing. It's the A same. A lot of people try to Google it. it yes. Yes. It's not always. No. And usually they end up mental accounting at best. You know, at worst is they let their emotions get in the way of things. Right. Right. And even if you have one tool, you know, or more than one tool as a retiree, sometimes you just have two or three, but blending those two or three, how do you do it? You know, and that's where we say a lot of times, you know, my dad obviously started in the banking in the 70s. He did insurance in the 80s. Um, And then he went into what we do as life planning in 1989. You know, we've been doing this for 30 years this year as a firm, right? And it's not just our experiences, not just what we educate ourselves with and learn. It's the experiences that we've learned through other people that have made what we do so powerful to be able to help people maximize their retirement, spend all they can, give all they can, enjoy all they can, take care of what they need to take care of, and then be able to give their kids and their grandkids the legacy that they truly want to be able to give them, right? Right. And you can't do it, I'm sorry, without professional help unless you are the professional. And even in my case, I'll tell you, I seek advice because I am emotionally attached to my money, right? So I think about it different. And it's very important that you do that. So don't fall victim to your behavioral inclinations. You know, instead, live that fullest, richest retirement. And don't let this, are you spending enough in retirement be you? And by the way, tweet us at KFS Life Planning. You know to do that. Are you spending enough in retirement? We want to know. Are you one of these 50% actually saving money? Or the other 23% that's just touching your income, right? Um, and we've got lots of information on, on this on our website. Please feel free to go there, kennedy-financial.com. We've got a full article on this this week, and it's got links to other things that you can educate yourself. Um, make yourself better aware of what you're doing so that you can have that fullest retirement. After all, 
like I said, you can't take it with can't you. Take it. you. What's the old saying? I've never seen a Brink truck following a hearse yet. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So my name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services in the great town of Eastland, Texas. God bless everyone and have a great week. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated is an independent of Calton and Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.